Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas. It's time for Texas Homegrown Music. And boy, did I have fun with this interview. I've got Jarrett Ray Reddick. You guys might not know that name, but you know Bowling for Soup. Well, he's got a new record out now. He's doing some country music, and I don't know. I think he can do both pretty darn well, and I think you'll agree when you hear his music. What a, what a sweetheart of a guy, and I just love his attitude about life. He really makes light of a lot of things and, and, and gets into some heavy stuff, but in a beautiful way. So I don't want to take a lot of time. I'm going to get to a song. I don't think I've ever played this song for you guys before, but it's called Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I thought it was perfect for the kind of music that Jarrett Ray uh, Reddick does. It's in one of my albums out there, and it just talks a little bit of a satire about how um, some people just say things and they don't really think about what they're saying and it just kind of goes right <laughs> right past you so I'm sure you'll get something out of it if you listen to the lyrics but anyway it's me singing a song called Yeah 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 on one of my albums but we're going to come back with Jarrett Ray Reddick right here on Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly Mamie Tom Your lips moving I can hear you talking it's a hollow sound like a bullhorn squawking it's all about you, don't you get bored Don't you ever get tired of hearing your own voice Sure, sometimes it's a bad myth too But I slap myself, hey, how about you? I was thinking you could use a good slapping too Hey, how about now? Everybody said yeah
Well, hey, everybody, we're back, and I've got my guest, Jarrett Ray Reddick, in the house. Hey, Betty, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's such a pleasure to finally meet you. Well, I, I know. I mean, I obviously, I've known of you for a long, long time, and uh, we've both been playing music for decades, yeah. and, and you're actually a neighbor of mine, which I just I found am. out, and uh, mm-hmm. so we, we got to see each other. We got to, come on. I know. As I was telling you, my father-in-law talks about your place all the time. And it's just like, you know, I can't believe you haven't been there. And he'll, did you see that such and such was at the guitar sanctuary today? And then this, and I'm always, just, and, and actually one of my, um, I used to be in a thing called the fourth wall, fourth wall comedy. Yeah. And they were, they were doing comedy at your place. They sure after were, I, Mike Mayberry yeah. and those cats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was, um. That is that group is how I got the job for Chuck E. Cheese, actually. Well, because I was, yeah. No. And you know, speaking of Chuck E. Cheese, so um, yeah. you know, Andy Timmons played yep. guitar on that. We're getting uh, celebrating his 60th birthday, and he's uh, uh, what a what a great cat he is. And we've been. I love. I just went it. through some stuff to so that I could give him a hard time um, with some old pictures because I met Andy in the late 80s. And we both got, we were both playing a gig for a guy by the name of um, Robert Lee Cobb. I don't know if you know who that is. Well, that sounds really familiar. But um, he hired us to be, you know, to play in this, uh, his shows every once in a while. And his deal was he would text, not text you, listen to me. He would call you and say, okay, all black or all white. And you literally had to wear all black or all white. And every single time Andy and I were on a gig together, it was always all white. And we're both showing up going, <laughs> are we like, are we in a hospital gig or what is yeah. the deal here? I mean, white shoes. I taught, I called him Pat Boone one time because he even had the white shoes on. But um, yeah, like I met gonna, Andy like, back. You're either going to paint or cook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I, his hair was, you know, weighed down to the middle of his waist. And uh, that was back in the big hair 80s days. I know you know all about that. Oh, I love Andy so much. And, you know, you got to think for me, like I, whenever I first started coming down here and bowling for Sue, because I'm from Wichita Falls, but by the time I was coming down here and we were playing shows, you know, Andy was in, you know, he was doing his Danger, danger thing. stuff. But, but yeah, but that's when I found out that's the dude from Danger, Danger. I'm like, what? Yeah. And uh, so then we actually met because um, he was doing a, a thing for Mesa Boogie in California yep. at um, at the Nam show, and I'm a I, I was a Mesa Boogie guy for years and years and years. So uh, so we got well, introduced. Well, you that know, I've got a dog named Mesa and I had a cat named Boogie. So I love it. Where my husband is still a Mesa Boogie guy, although you know things have changed since they sold the company and Big Gibson yeah. bought them. And so yeah, yeah, we won't go down that road. Yeah, I can't talk about that. No, no, we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, bottom line okay. is um, you guys have, you know, when you said you were the voice of Chuck E. Cheese, I was like immediately, you know, laughing about that because we actually yeah. had Andy's 30th. We had a we had a 30th surprise birthday party for him at Chuck E. Cheese one year, which was a what? lot of fun. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And had had two tall Jones there and a bunch of people that he was a big fan of and. So yeah, we 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 go way back. Andy and I've done a bunch of records together. We're still playing shows together. We do we do a couple things every year. So oh, that's man, a I that's a it. cool cat right there. And I I don't know if people really really recognize how revered he is in the guitar world by other guitar players. I mean mm-hmm. he's he's in the top 
he's in the top of the echelon for sure. Oh yeah. That guy is, um, you know, he, he, his name comes up in, in circles and, and I'm always very, very proud to hear that, you know, cause yeah. he, he definitely deserves it. He definitely does. Well, let's talk about you and what you're doing. So obviously if a lot of people, guys, if you don't realize this, this is, this is the bowling pursuit dude. And I mean, for, yeah. for decades has been yeah. at the top of the echelon for that. And now yeah. you put out a country record and, um, and it's really fun. There's some Thank great you. stuff on there. And I think probably most people might be familiar first with the, um, I, the, you let, you put out a single with uncle cracker first, didn't you? Or, well, or was that, that prior first, to this record? That's first on the record, but no, that's, it hasn't been one of my singles, but, um, uh, uncle cracker and I've been, been friends for a long time. Cause as you said, bowling for soup, uh, we had hits around the same time as he did. And so we used to do radio shows together a lot. And so, um, you know, when it was time to do the, the country record, it was, you know, he had that hit with, um, with, uh, Kenny Chesney. And, uh, so it just seemed like an obvious choice to ask him to come be on it. Oh, well, and what a great song, you know, way more country. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just basically saying, you know, I might be the tattooed guy and I might, singing a punk rock band, but I guarantee you I'm way more country than you. Well, that just goes to show that old antage of you can't judge a book by its cover because uh, yep. you just don't know where people are coming from or what they're doing just by taking a look, right? But it's the opposite, too. Like, sometimes you'll sit and, you know, my uh, my guitar player in my country band is, you know, he's up there playing his country and he's, you know, got his long beard and he, you know, wearing his jeans and all that. And then, you know, you, you ask him to play to shred and, and he'll do it and shred you know and then it's not uh yeah as you said you you kind of never know well i you know i do know this i know that when people are talented and can play you know uh, me i just love all music so when people yeah. try to put me into a genre i'm like don't don't do that because i i right. really do like all kinds of music um right. certainly there's some things that we can you know maybe hone in on more than others and that's probably been my field of you know rock and soul kind of thing but um i've been known to throw down some country and uh, and definitely r&b i, I love that kind of vibe too well you've got you've done it dude and you here's mm-hmm. here's the cool thing thing about it. You just talked about the collaboration thing. You've brought in some great guys on and and, and well, well, let's just talk about the different genre. I mean, yeah. you've got Stephen Egerton, Egerton yeah. on Natalie and yeah. um, on a country record. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's the guitar player for the descendants, yep. which is my favorite band in the world. And, uh, you know, uh, again, it was, it, I'm so blessed in this life to, you know, it's funny. It's like, some people are like, uh, you know, never meet your heroes. And I'm like, I have most of my heroes phone number, yeah. you know, like it, it's just a wild ride it's been. And he was so cool to, to play on Natalie. And it ends up that Natalie is his wife's name, which is super oh, wow. rad. And, okay. And, uh, you know, so yeah, I got my favorite, favorite guitar player from my favorite band on my country record. And I'm in a, and I'm in a punk rock band because of his band. Wow. And, and, yeah. and actually you didn't, you kind of debut this whole country thing overseas at the CZK music yeah, C2C. Fest? C2C. C2C. Yep. We, uh, we, my first show, so uh, the record was actually came out while I was over there and we did a C2C music festival over there and it was just me and my drummer from this band. Oh, and we, we had a bunch of people fill in for us over there. Cause you know, the expense of flying internationally before you're even a band. Um, it, it was quite something, but 
you know, now we're firing on all cylinders. All the band is is kicking, and and uh, man, we played some cool spots. Well, I, I, on top of that, I know Bowling for Soup is going to be playing the Texas State Fair, but are you going to throw mm-hmm. in some of your country stuff in that show? Can you do that? I, no, not really. I mean, I, I I definitely keep them separate as much as I can. I mean, two of the crew guys are are in both, and uh, my bass player is in both. Uh, but they're, you know, they're, they're definitely two different things, two different fan bases. Uh, the country thing did the state fair last year uh, on a much, much smaller stage. Well, that's what I mean, though. You're saying now you're blowing with all cylinders. I was just wondering, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, I would love to. But, uh, you know, we're, we'll uh, we keep it focused. You know, the, the Bowling for Soup thing is 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 a machine. It's been, you know, turning for 30 years. And uh, we I know you celebrated we, 30 years, dude. That's yeah, remarkable. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely something crazy that we never never thought would would happen for sure. Well, I'm 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 really happy for you, and more than that, I'm happy that you're you're delving out into some of the other areas and and filling in some of those desires that you may have had all along, saying I one day I'd like to, and now yes. you're doing the like to, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is, I grew up listening to country music, and 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 all throughout this career that I've had it in pop punk, I've. You know, I've always said, and uh, you know, it's it's not like I really had a had a you know a gap to fill or anything like that. It's just I just love creating things, and I was always like, man, I want to do a country record at some point. And to be fair, I really didn't even think that I would be the singer. I thought oh, I'm going to write some country songs and get a dude, and I'll be back. You know, whatever we'll do like a duo thing, and and uh, you know, this was just it just made sense whenever it came, when the pandemic hit and I, I was in in my studio for two years and the first year we did a Bowling for Soup album and the second year rolled around and it was like, you know what, man, I mean, I can't go out and play. I might as well do this. I've been saying I'm going to do it forever. So Zach Malloy, who, uh, yeah, he's in the Nixons and he produced and, and co-wrote this record with me and, and, um, you know, it's, it's been a wild ride. So basically you did this during COVID. I did. Okay. Yeah, we did. We, this album was written, uh, completely written over the course of about a month on over text message. Wow. It was literally like, Hey, here's this part I'm thinking of. Oh, here's that part with the next part. Oh, here's some lyrics. Oh, and here's another song. And I'm literally taking things from text message and dragging them into, um, into Google docs and literally putting them together like puzzles. And at the end of all of that, we just sat there and we're just like, dude, we've got, we've got a record songs. Yeah. There's a record here. And, uh, so it, it certainly, uh, it, Unlike anything I've ever done, and it's some great songs. I, I'm, I'm, which we're going to play t- three or four of them today. I, I want to start out though with one that I really like, and I, I guess because you know you're talking about you're talking to a girl that I'm the peace and love and bring people together, happiness, yeah. hippie chick, and so I really resonated with one of the good ones. And um, oh, awesome! And I, and I want to play that. Give me a little bit of background on how you. What what that I know what I know what it is for me and I know songs yeah. are very subjective, so 100%. I want to be careful about that sometimes because they're going to be different for all people. But what what were you thinking? I mean, I I think that's one of the cool things though, and especially about my songs um, as far as they relate to the people that listen to them. You know, so, yes, sure, it's it's autobiographical, but you're going to take from that, and and it's it's going to apply to you. That's that's kind of the magic of music, you know, and put yourself back into that whole pandemic area. And when we're all alone or locked in with whomever you're locked in with, and you have to be thinking, 
you know, and you guys, especially, you know, running a small business, you're, or, or not us, you know what I'm talking yeah, about, I know. but and you, you can't go play, you can't sell guitars, you know, you, 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 you guys probably online or whatever, but you know what I mean? So you're, you're taking stock of all these things of like, oh my God, like I miss this guy or I miss this and I miss that. And like, and, and, and it really sort of dwindled down the pile of like, oh my God, like I, these are the ones that I hold close and I really need that interaction. I, I, you know, and so one of the good ones just came purely out of that of, you know, my best friend lives in LA and I didn't see him for three years, you know? And, uh, it's, it's, it's not, it's, that's not, that's not the, when you're, when you're an artisty guy like me, I'm super artisty. Yeah. I'm I... punk rock. I'm punk. And I, and I act like I'm funny all the time, but I'm like a super emotional guy. I cry at commercials and stuff. I love that. And so, and so I, you know, I, I just, I missed my friends and, and that's really where that, where this song came from. Well, it's a beautiful song and it really resonated with me big time. And so I want it to be the first song out of this, uh, out of this shoot here. So we're going to play it right now. It's called One of the Good Ones. It's off of Jarrett Ray Reddick's new record that he just came out with. It's called Just Woke Up. And we'll be right back to talk about another single that he's working on um, that I really like and there's a pretty cool story that I think uh, has a lot to do with why that song was written so we'll be right back on Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly Maylee Thomas right here after this song from Jarrett Ray Reddick called One of the Good Ones People come and go Memories fade But not one with you will ever go away Stacking up the years And a few blessings, yes I'll count you right up there with the best Like a good song Plays on and on You're one of the good ones You shoot straight I know a thousand people you love And not one that you hate Make the world a better place Always a smile on your face In days full of darkness You're the sun You're one of the good ones We lose track of time Somehow we go Way too long without cracking us a beer We've both been through heartache And we both made our mistakes And I can't count the times you've saved me from myself You're one of the good ones You shoot straight I know a thousand people you love And not one that you hate Make the world a better place Always a smile on your face In days full of darkness You're the sun You're one of the good ones You're the first phone call I make When I just need a friend To bitch about some stupid stuff then call right back again Cause I felt the need to tell you About the time I met James Bond And even if you've heard that story before You let me go on and on 
the good ones People come and go Memories fade But not one with you Will ever go away We're back with Jarrett Ray Reddick and uh, his new record that he released called Just Woke Up, a country record. And so, you know, Jarrett, I think one of the coolest things that I've read lately is um, about the song that you are releasing called um, Royal Family. Yeah. And I'm and the impetus behind that. I'm not sure if that if this really is the impetus. I think I read a little bit about how you found out about some long lost family members and I don't know how that was done. I know I just yeah. did that 23 and Me, and I'm getting, t I, I knew I had, I, I have two sisters out there somewhere. And mm -hmm. so I'm hoping at some point, and my dad had been married before my, uh, my biological mother. Mm -hmm. And at some point, I'm hoping that it can bring us together. But I would really like to find out how this all came up and, and, and what it meant to you. Yeah, for me, you know, I grew up. My uh, my the, my dad adopted me as 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 my me and my brother as, as young kids and and raised us, and so I didn't know who my biological father was. Um, and and it, it's a it's a bit of a sore spot with my family, but quite frankly, you know, they just I, they, I just couldn't get any information out of it and out of them, and and uh, and and so you know, I I had this just this odd. Uh, existence of just kind of not knowing who I was. I didn't really understand why I was different and, and all of that. And, and, uh, but you know, you grow up and, and you're, you're like, okay, it is what it is. I'm going to suck it up and be a man. And uh, about six years ago, my biological sisters found me. Uh, it turns out I have, have, have three older sisters and uh, I never met their dad who is my biological father, but turns out he owned a radio station in Lindsay, Oklahoma. He was a musician, could play, the same exact instruments that I play, Gosh. um, you know, just like all of these crazy similarities. And, and I met them and it was just like, literally the second time we were together, it was like, we had known each other our entire lives. It, it was sincerely, like there was no weirdness. There was no, like, I didn't feel like I had to keep the conversation going or carry the, carry the room or anything, which I, I feel like in, you know, sometimes in rooms full of people that I've known for 20 years, you know, and, um, you know, it was just a magical thing. And um, now the, the craziest thing is, is the story that that song was written um, and it, it was written to be about them and my kids and, and my wife. The last verse is about my wife and my youngest son. And uh, and but that and the middle verse in this song is is really about Bowling for Soup, about about my band, who are my brothers. But, you know, it gets into all that you know, your family is those who, you know, you choose and who choose you. It's not necessarily, you know, the, the blood that the blood rest, you know, I, I grew up not even knowing that I had these sisters. And so now they're my family, but before that, you know, it was who, uh, you know, the, those who, who built me up and who I could build up. But the craziest thing is uh, about three months ago, I get a message um, on, on, uh, on my phone, on Facebook. And, uh, it's from a, a kid named Keaton Storks, who's 31 years old. And he goes, Hey man, if uh, such and such is your biological father, I think we're brothers. And so, yeah. And so now we have a little brother 
with a completely different mom and uh, there's five of us. Oh so my we were, gosh. We were all together for the first time on, uh, on 4th of July, but I've never been a big brother before. I grew up with a big brother and, uh, you know, I grew up with four older stepsisters and now I've got these four older sisters and now I'm a big brother for the first time. And we just talk all the time and I love this kid so much. And, and, uh, but like, again, it's the same thing. We, we get together and it's like, we've known each other our entire lives. It's, it's been really, really cool. What a beautiful thing. I mean, that is so wonderful. I love that. And I, and I know that there's a lot of people out there, um, you know, that are adopted and that don't mm-hmm. understand why they feel like they do. And some of them will never get closure. I mean, I have, mm-hmm. a, we have a, we have a daughter that we adopted from Africa and mm-hmm. uh, when she was nine years old. And so, but her, unfortunately, her father died when she was very young. So she never really mm-hmm. got to know him. She does remember yeah. things about her mom. And um, and she came over here to a culture that's completely different after, you know, you know, and she was, 10, 10 years old, right? Nine or 10 years yeah, old. By the time her. you got her, yeah. And yeah. so she had another whole world that she had lived in. And she struggles still to this day with the, some yeah. identity things. But um, I, I'm. And, I'm that's, and culturally, that's not an easy world to live in. I mean, women over yeah. in, in that entire country have to really just fight, you know, fight, fight, fight every day to just to live, to be, to be recognized as a human being for, for all, you know, and so, you know, she's got that inner, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, she I'm went sure. back as a, you know, uh, after she graduated high school, um, we helped her get back over there and spend a month and she found right. relatives that, she, you know, thankfully through Facebook, which is, you know, some of the good things about social media. Yeah. Um, and so she was able to go over there and she came back and I, you know, I kind of had a little bit of a, sadness thinking she was going to come back and say, mom, I want to go back and live there. Um, it was actually the complete opposite. Cause she came back and she said, thank you for, you know, rescuing me. Cause she knew Aww. she, she, you know, she really got an idea of what it was like and the struggles that she was, you know, brought. From. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, for you, what, what was it like though? I mean, I don't want to talk too much into it cause I know this is really about your music, but what was it yeah. about with your sisters that, um, that made you realize that, you know, Gen X are very powerful. Sure. Yeah. You know, the, the nature versus nurture thing uh, for me and I, and please, I, I love talking about this. I mean, I, you know, it's because, you know, my dad who raised me, I have so many of his mannerisms and I have so many of his, I say things that he says and, you know, the, so the nurture aspect of that is, is, is huge, Very but, strong. um, you know, like the, the nature stuff, you know, it's just that like when I met my sister, Julie, it's just like, you know, it's just weird things, you know, it's like, at the time, I, I actually stopped drinking sodas this year. But at the time, you know, six years ago, it's like her favorite thing in the world was to wake up and have a Diet Coke on an empty stomach. And that's my ad- whole entire adult life. <laughs> I love the way a Diet Coke feels, feels on an empty stomach. <laughs> I love it. And and that was my first thing. And everybody else had coffee and that's what I had. And she'd carry around these big Route 44 Sonic drinks. And I was the same way, and, <laughs> you know, just all of these different things. And, and uh, just, you know, the, the things that we find humor in and, and, uh, and all of that, it just, you know, the nature aspect of things. And, and I think really the thing, the thing that, that, you know, curiosity wise, it was really just the things that when they would see things in me, and go, oh my God, you just look just like, they say daddy, but I call him Charlie, but, right. um, you know, our, our bio dad, uh, you know, 
they're, they're, oh my God, you look just like him when you do this or when you say this or when you, when you sing or when you, you know, um, and of course, so this is a really weird one. He um, apparently used to whistle a lot. Okay. And his go-to song, I swear to God, this is a true story. His go-to song was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I whistle every day, Frosty the Snowman. Every day of my life. I swear. It's a it's absolutely true story. I I walk through the house every day whistling Frosty the Snowman and even to myself all the time. And and apparently that was his thing. He's whistled Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. I mean, you know, that's some strong yeah, that is. That's their genetics. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. some strong. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of whistling the frosty, the snowman. Why don't you record that? We, you know, I don't think anybody's got a Christmas song that's been whistled yet. <laughs> we, everybody's doing a Christmas song, dude. I think yeah. I think you'd be yeah. onto something. Seriously. Well, I think Bowling for Soup has one where I whistle a bunch uh, on there because uh, we have two Christmas albums and uh, and I tend to whistle on Bowling for Soup stuff all the time, but but uh, maybe I do need to bring that into country. I think that would be fun. Maybe put a little pedal steel in there and just make it Heck make yeah. it a lot of fun, honey. That you, you need to do that. That would be a lot of fun. Well, that is so great to know yeah. that um, you were able to reunite with them and then now find out that you have a little brother. Is he yeah. into music at all or... Yeah, he, uh, you know, he definitely has it. He he's he doesn't do it, but he can play guitar and bass, and he's he's pretty good. Uh, you know, it's it's definitely born in because he didn't come from a, a musical family either. Um, he never knew who his biological dad was. Same same kind of thing. He had a little bit of a rougher life than I did, and so you know, there's a lot of uh, there, there's a there's a lot of healing I think that that needs to go on in in his life, and and that that'll happen. Yeah. You know, but. Um, but he's he's in a really good he's he's you know he's an amazing entrepreneur and what he does for a living is crazy. Um, and then uh, he's got an amazing wife and and just a happy guy and and that's that's all you can ask for. Oh, and your kids have an uncle. I know. Yeah, they've got well, they've got my uncle. Da- my, yeah, my they've brother got your too. brothers that you obviously, yep. but they've got but another I, I, uncle, is what I mean. Yeah. yeah, I grew up with my brother Danny, and we didn't know that we were half siblings until I was in my twenties. Wow. Uh, wow. And so uh, you know, and that that's a that's, that's a trip. The, that's the downside of things. I mean, that's that that's one of the things that you have to like sort of learn to like. I, I gotta. You know, I'm, I have to go to therapy about this, I think, because, you know, at the time and I did. But, you know, like realizing that your brothers, your half brother, you grow up and all this. And, and, it, you know, not that it takes anything away from our relationship. It's just very haunting in the fact that you felt different your entire life. You know, you just I, I felt odd in that house, you know, sometimes. And and I think, you know, that's why, because I'm just I'm a completely different human being. You know, and, uh, you know, so, but, but, you know, again, I had a great life. Uh, it's just, you know, those, those days, you know, where you're just like, something's off. Like, why, why am I different? Um, and, and, and it gets explained when I'm in my forties and all of a sudden I got these older sisters that act just like me. Well, I, I, it's a beautiful thing, Jared. And I, I'm a big believer in, 
you know, in whatever you feel you need to do. And um, like yeah. I said, there are a lot of people out there that have no desire whatsoever to find out who their bios are. They're completely, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they, but then there's always others as well that have that yearning that are like, okay, mm -hmm. I, I have to do this. If I don't, if I don't go through my life and at least try, I will mm -hmm. regret it. And so I'm, you know, like I said, I think it's important for everybody to be able to do what it is they feel like they, that they needed to try to find and I'm so glad it worked think, out for you. I think so too. And I think what people struggle with is is what I, I was pretty close to finding them actually. What I don't ordinarily tell this part of the story, but back in 2003, I was pretty close to finding out who my bio dad was. I, I didn't know about the girls yet, but I had the last name and I had the first name uh, in a gr another group of first names and I knew about where they lived. Um, and I actually stopped because I didn't want to interrupt somebody else's life. Okay. I, I didn't want to like show up on their front porch right. and, and uh, freak him out. Had I, had I done that, it would have really sent the last several years of his life probably into a, a bit of a spiral. Um, so your and, dad and, passed away before you got together with your girl, with your sister. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I, I never met him. Yeah. So I, I, I never met him. And, and I think, you know, not that, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say that that's good. I think that the timing of it was right for us. Right. Uh, but I have a friend, a very close friend, uh, who is going through that now. She found a biological brother and uh, and had to do the thing, and uh, you know, and was really, really scared. She was going to disrupt a whole thing, and and now they're they're just very, very close. But um, there, there's it's both sides is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know, it's scary from both sides. It's scary to find them. And then it's got to be scary to reach out. You know, yeah. they didn't know, you know, even from my sister's standpoint, they didn't really know what my reaction was going to be or, or what I had been told my entire life. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Well, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. And you wrote about it in this song and it's called Royal Family. We're going to play it yeah. right now. Um, so I, I, you've already explained it. So everybody yeah. just take a listen and you can, you can, you can find what he's talking about very easily, but you know, you're just such a great writer, Jarrett. I mean, you, you really do have a, a really cool way of bringing everything together and lots of fun always. And I love it. And I love this record. And I think it's, I think you're really going to go places with this dude i don't know maybe you know bowling for soup might have to be on the back burner for a little while while you do the country vibe but we're gonna play it right now it's called royal family Jarrett ray reddick we'll be right back and talk about some more things he's got going on right here on texas homegrown music with yours truly Bailey thomas you can't choose the blood that's in your veins you can't redo yesterday You can go by a brand new name But your heart still beats the same Thank God that'll never change So here's to the sisters I never knew I had And to the brother that I did My kids and my mother and the man Everything he had No castles or thrones But a lifetime of love and memory Here's to my royal family 
so far No more shooting for the stars We never needed crowns We know who we are Deep breaths coming from this guitar It all started in a bar So here's to the sisters I never knew I had And the brothers that I did To drive in all night Waking up in the van We didn't do it for the fans No castles or thrones But a lifetime of love and memory me now for who I am and with her came a little man looks just like his mama talks like his dad thinks his brother might be Batman thank God he had a plan so here's to the sisters I never knew brother that I did My sons and my daughter and a lifetime of friends Some we wish that we still had No castles or thrones but a lifetime of love and memories Love those memories Here's to my Royal family Here's to my royal family Well, here we are back on Texas Homegrown Music with my guest, Jarrett Ray Reddick. What a pleasure it's been getting to know you, Jarrett. And I mean, again, you're my neighbor, so I'm, I'm yeah. expecting you to meet me at the sanctuary pretty soon. I, and uh, and let's get you back in there. Let's let's do something. Let's do a show. It'd be so much let's fun. And, and I don't know if you know this, but Mike Mayberry, who um, you said you did some comedy with, he's getting ready to have his big 50th birthday party um, next month at the sanctuary. Uh, you know, if you're it's it's a Saturday night, so you're probably gigging. But if you're not, we might try to have to have a surprise. Well, I got to get up there. Yeah, and that 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 is amazing. And I, I Mike is such a great dude and such a, a big part of my comedy journey. In the, but he, um, you know, and we started Fourth Wall together. But he, uh, but but yeah, the sanctuary. I can't believe I've never been there because we love to go to downtown McKinney and and uh, downtown McKinney, Texas, and. And you guys always have something fun going on there. Well, so, it's been... Uh, I will get in before you know it. It's, it's been um, a beautiful ride for us because we've been in McKinney for 30 years. So when we moved here, it was only 30,000 people. And now yeah. it's 210. And Georgia yeah. and I have made it a priority to get as much music and arts and comedy um, as we yeah. can because it really does feed the soul. As we all know, after having COVID... 
to completely annihilate us. And um, I don't know, dude, I, I had such a hard time with that because I am a people person and I feed off the energy of other people. Yeah, yeah, I, me too. And, Absolutely. And that was, a, that was a tough time for me. But So let's talk about this record that you did and you brought in some some pretty cool cats some that I, I that I know of course one of them is Cody Canada you and beer what what made you reach out to these guys on these particular topics had you already started writing the song or did they collab with you on it tell me all right so um we, we talked about Stefan yeah uh, who played guitar uh, we talked about Uncle Cracker um, and so at that point those were kind of the two that uh, that I had on the record and you know, I'm lucky that I know so many people. It would have been very easy for me to get a feature on every song. But I, I again, I was sort of teetering that line of not wanting to be a novelty. I wanted people to know that I was serious about this. And I didn't want it to be a thing where people just liked the music because, Somebody you know, I could put all these guys. Yeah. Exactly. And so I tried to be cautious about it. But, you know, I've known Cody Canada for um about 25 years because Bowling for Soup and Cross Canadian Ragweed used to do college shows together okay, all the time. Yeah. And, and so we've stayed friends and we've done a bunch of song swaps together in the past. And man, if there's a Mount Rushmore of, of Texas country, that guy's on it. Yeah. So he needed to be on the record. And so, yeah, the song was already written. I, I sent it to him and he loved it and he, you know, he threw it down and, and Frank Turner, um, I was a fan first. We became friends. He's a, uh, He's a punk rock country guy from from uh, from England. He's one of my favorite songwriters of all time. And uh, I had this song and he and I did a thing during the pandemic for over a year. Every single Tuesday we did a, a session on online and, and just, you know, just shot the shot the poop and and uh, and and for for people to listen into. And so he was gracious enough to sing on uh, on one of the singles, actually. Yeah. Uh, drunk as it takes. Right. Drunk as it takes. Yep. And, uh, so the, you know, the, the, all three of my singles have gone top 30, as I said earlier. And, uh, you know, we'll just see who, I don't know who I'm going to get next, but Sebastian Bach wants to sing on my next country song. Cool. So, uh, so that, that, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Very cool. <laughs> well, um, I sure have enjoyed having you on the show and for all the, all the people out there, you've got a podcast still, right? Called the Rockstar dad show. Yeah. Rockstar dad show. I mean, uh, we have everybody from, rock stars, actors, comedians, but we also have just our neighbors and stuff. We, we talk about being dads, but you know, if we've got a musician on, we'll talk about, you know, some past stories, what they got on, but what going on. But a lot of times we talk about, you know, how becoming a father impacted them or how they navigate it now that they're a dad and, and they're, you know, and trying to be on the road and all that. And it's, it's sort of like areas where you don't get to hear your favorite artists talk very much. Not a lot of people ask them about their kids and, and uh, we're dads, and and uh, I do it with the drummer for Bowling for Soup, Gary, who's uh, one of my best buddies. And uh, it's a great show. It's out everywhere, anywhere you listen to podcasts, or it's on Adobe Radio every uh, Monday and Tuesday. So um, how about you? How long did it take you, and aren't you glad you did it? Yeah, to what, to have kids? Yeah. So my daughter, my firstborn, was born the day we got nominated for a Grammy in 2003. Okay. And that's the catapult to our, that's really when things started going crazy for Bowling for Soup. And that is when I became a dad. So in navigating it, what I did was I turned down a lot of stuff. Bowling for Soup never did the year long tours. Never, I turned down this. We never made millions and millions of dollars. We made a living doing this. We're, you know, we're, we're 
we're definitely pop punk pioneers. We'd be, you know, and help create this genre. But what I didn't do was leave my family high and dry. And uh, I, I just, it wasn't for me. So I, I go out for uh, 10 days to two weeks at a time and then I come home. And uh, so that, that, that impacts me quite a bit sometimes as far as uh, things that we have to turn down. But it's been like that the entire time I've been a dad. Dude, I'm so proud of you for that because um, I had this very conversation this morning on another podcast that I was a guest on. And um, in they, they asked me, they said, you know, so, you know, people are always say, saying, you know, Maylee, why didn't you make it big? Why aren't you playing big arenas? I said, because I had a child um, huh. and I decided that I wanted to be a mom to that child. I couldn't see myself regretting um, at the end of my life playing, uh, not playing a, a big venue, but I could see myself mm-hmm. regretting not being there for my children. Yeah, and yeah. I just decided that that's not who I was going to be. And of course, the other side of it that I love is the anonymity. I mean, I, you know, I, I told him this morning, I would be, I'm a perfect target for being splattered on the front page of every rag magazine for scratching my butt in public or picking my yeah. nose or yeah. wearing some really ridiculous outfit. And, um, and so I'm just so grateful that I can mm-hmm. still do all that and, and sure. have fun with it. And, and, and I can still play music. And I, I told him, I said, I'm not going to be any different than I would if I was playing to a hundred thousand people than I would if I played to a thousand. And yeah. that's just how it is with me. And, um, and I really admire you, Jarrett, for making that decision to really be a dad and a hands-on dad, because I promise you, there's a lot of musicians out there that regret it. And there's a lot of kids of musicians that regret it. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, why did they even have me if they were going to have a nanny take care of me my whole life? Don't forget Jarrett Ray Reddick just woke up. I'll be playing more of his music on my show for sure. And I'll let you know when he's going to be in the hood. You guys be sure to check it out. Love you, baby. We'll be right back on Texas Homegrown Music right now. Ohio, come back to Texas. This song is about the great state of Texas. It's called Ohio. She said she needed a break. A little time to think. But then she went to Cleveland with some guy named Leland that she met at the bank. There's nothing wrong with Ohio except the snow and the rain. I really like Drew Carey and I'd love to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So when you're done doing whatever and when you're through doing whoever you know Denton County will be right here waiting for you come back to Texas it's just not the same since you went away for you lose your accent and forget all food sucks north of here anyway I think I made a mistake it's not that easy to take she went to make a deposit then she cleaned out her closet guess I'll sit here and wait for her to come back home it shouldn't take very long 
she misses the sunrise and misses bared fruit pies, but I could be wrong. So when you're done doing whatever, and when you're through doing whoever, you know Denton County will be right here waiting for you. It's just not the same since you went away I bet you missed your exit And drove right on through the Lone Star State There's a seat for you at the rodeo And I've tried every slow dance say Besides the Mexican food Sucks north of here anyway Dak Prescott wants you back Willie Nelson wants you back NASA wants you back And Casey Musgraves wants you back The Alamo wants you back And Bluebell wants you back I've got a premonition and I'm taking a petition in the whole state's We'll come back to Texas It's just not the same since you went away For you lose your accent And forget all about the Lone Star Day There's a seat for you at the Besides the Mexican food, it sucks north of here anyway. So come back to Texas. Well, I love this guy, Jarrett Ray Reddick, and uh, I love his music, and I love his attitude, and he's just a good human, and he's my neighbor. I didn't even realize that, living right here in Prosper, Texas, next to McKinney. So you guys, Bowling for Soup's going to be at the Texas State Fair, and he's got some shows that he's coming out with Jarrett Ray Reddick. Check him out with his country music and also um, Bowling for Soup at the Texas State Fair and certainly all the other gigs that they have out there. So I just want to say thanks to all of you that come back every week listening to my shows. And i got to give kudos to my sponsors, Guitar Sanctuary, Burris Injury Law, and my newest sponsor, which is now uh, Cadillac Pizza Pub. Some of the best pizza you'll ever eat right there on our beautiful downtown historic square in McKinney, Texas. They are so plugged into music. They've got live music in their place every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So go check it out. And uh, I'm going to leave you guys with a song today from a band called Weathered Souls right here from Greenville, Texas. This song called Mrs. Ray. I've seen that they've done, they're doing some openings for Whiskey Myers. So I think it's a band you guys need to put on your radar. Weathered Souls, a song called Mrs. Ray. And we'll see you guys next time on Texas Homegrown Music right here with Maylee Thomas. Peace out, everybody. Make it a great day. And remember, support live music. (laughs) 